0: I want people to feel like they are connected in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> I like that.
1: This is a production of Zoomix Radio. So
2: good. Zoomix Radio is important because
1: okay, ofrece espacios para diálogo y escuchar diferentes voces.
2: Esta es una producción de Zoomix Radio.
1: We are a community
3: station powered by youth.
2: This is WZMR LP East Boston
0: 94.9 Zoomix Radio
4: powered by youth, Broadcasting live from East Boston and streaming on the web at zoomix.org Catch us live from the basement Bang Radio Zoomix 11 to 12 each Friday
2: This is Bang Radio Bang bang,
3: bang. bang. <laughs> Yeah
1: <laughs> I don't, I don't wanna be here no more. Wanna go? It's ten past five. Got my bags after
5: I got some days where I'm hustling. Today I don't wanna do nothing. On Monday I'm gonna be something. But right now I can't even function. But right now I can't even function. Right now I can't even function. I got some days where I'm hustling. Today I don't wanna do nothing. I got some days where I'm hustling, you know I got? today I don't want to do nothing, nah. on Monday I'm gonna be something, but right now I can't even function, can. right now I can't even function, can. right now I can't even function, I, can. I got some days where I'm hustling, today I don't want to do nothing, no. Now I just finished my meeting. meeting I wanna chill for the weekend Plus I've been doing some thinking My body been needing some treatment My phone will be off, I ain't posting no pictures Hey notifications, ain't checking my mentions My place should be clean so I'm doing the dishes My piece been neglected and need some attention My body dripping with oil Ooh. Got curly cream for my coils Ooh. My crown, I never ignore you I will do everything for you. Will. I'm cooking and mixing and whipping it fast. I got some red wine that I sip out the glass. I sprinkle keg on as I sit in the bath. Been good to my mental, I swear that it has. After my bath and my wine, I've been feeling so fine, so I'm drying my body up. My, body my up. hair drippin' wet, so I tied it, I up. it up. I'm kinda lit, man, wired up. This is a given, don't need the applause. And y'all for the hashtag, but I'm for the cause. If we gonna be who we think that we are, then we need so care, and right here's where it starts. Gold. I got some days Gold. where I'm hustling. Today I don't wanna do nothing. On Monday, I'm gonna be something. But right now I can't even function. But right now I can't even function. Right now I can't even function. I got some days where I'm hustling. Today I don't wanna do nothing. I got some days where I'm hustling. Today I don't wanna do nothing. On Monday I'm gonna be something. But right now I can't even function. Right now I can't even function. Right now I can't, right now I can't even function. I got some days where I'm hustling. Today I don't wanna do nothing got some days feeling hurt underpaid overworked it's a shame and what's worse i forget to put me first but today is not into it now that i'm into it focus on balance so don't take offense to it monday through friday i'm grinding to get to it money's important so put some respect to it you can leave me if you got a problem i could do it less i'm all about survival when i swear to god i put this on the bible i will leave this y'all so keep your lousy ties see my ratchet side I get the popping bottles and my business side will plan and build a model that could kill your pride and won't nobody stop you put this hair aside i'm still the queen without you she gone I got some days where I'm hustlin', today I don't wanna do nothing. On Monday I'm gonna be something, but right now I can't even function. But right now I can't even function. Right now I can't even function. I got some days where I'm hustlin', today I don't wanna do nothing. I got some days where I'm hustling Today I don't wanna do nothing. On Monday I'm gonna be something, but right now I can't even function Right now I can't even function Right now I can't even function I got some days where I'm hustlin' Today I don't wanna do nothing
4: Welcome y'all, this is Bang Radio for another installment Brand new, brand new year for us in the building This is Lou
2: bangers Good morning y'all, this is P.S. Jake And we're very happy to introduce this morning our new co-host for the year Joining the team, Slim Hey. Good morning, brother.
0: Welcome to the world, people. It's Bang
2: Radio. Thank you, guys.
0: It's your boy, Slim. I'm coming to speak for the culture and the people. Hey, man.
2: Glad to have you. We're excited to get into it. That was Self-Care by Red Shades, which is kind of a perfect lineup because we have a guest today. We're very excited to have her on the air, Dr. Xenia Johnson, um, psychiatrist. Uh, man, so many things. I-, I was trying to read your... Your bio, and I was like, Man, she has a lot of stuff that she does. (laughs) But, um, so you know, mental health practitioner, um, expert in in the field, working in particular with um, youth, which is awesome because we're here at Zoomix. So, welcome to the show.
6: Thank you. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. All right.
2: So um, let's just get into it a little bit. Why don't you introduce yourself and tell the people a little bit about what you do, what kind of work you're into, and um, what what brings you here this morning? Yeah.
6: So um, this is Senia Johnson-Bembe. I'm a pediatric psychiatrist and also a general adult psychiatrist, which means that I treat kids and adults. Generally, though, what that means for me is I start with kids who... Are, can be as young as three and tend to go through college age so um, I that that qualifies them for adulthood but it really isn't sort of like official adulthood yet um, I've done this for 20 plus years and um, have learned a lot along the way about what works what doesn't work um, what cultures change the way we mental health impacts us and then what's the effect of interventions so I'm here really to be, begin to sort of push into that to try to Bringing a message that changes the dialogue about how we do this, how we treat, how we manage our lives day to day when we're facing mental health challenges. Mm.
2: Mm-hmm. That's, that's great. Well, we're excited. <laughs> we let, let's dig into it.
6: Just a question. What does work for mental health? Oh, wow! Well, so you have to st- when I start answering that kind of question, I look at. Um, not just mental health or mental illness, I start thinking about wellness. Like what are the things that you're doing in your life generally that are actually helping you maintain a good self balance, mm-hmm. a good self sort of concept, whether that's emotional engagement, um, physical engagement, financial stuff, sort of um, environmental or sort of relational stuff, all of that matters. And then when you get, when you swing over into the place where some illness might introduce itself, if you've got that as a background or a backdrop, um, it makes it easier for the other interventions like therapy or sort of um, medications to really be more effective. Mm. So... Um, there's a lot of stuff that goes into mental health before you ever see somebody like me.
2: Well, and so that's that's one of the things that we kind of wanted to lead off with, which is I feel like, you know, we're known as like a hip hop, you know, arts and culture, all kinds of different stuff on this show. But one of the things we really wanted to bring um, was kind of breaking down some of the stigma around it, because I feel like uh, what you're talking about, that wellness aspect, yeah. that's something that everybody yeah. is trying to maintain. You yeah. know, that's that's such a universal thing. So how you know, how do we really kind of work on it before it gets to the point of illness? Yeah. Or and and even even that, how do we recognize those sort of deficiencies? You know, that's a good Around point. us, that's um, a great
6: question. Actually, um, I think the way you start is is uh, having a, a concept of self that's healthy. Like mm-hmm. you kind of have to start by looking at who you are, who you are in the world, and who that person is in the world in a healthy way so are you taking care of yourself um, relative to how you um spend your time, how you spend your thoughts, how you. Um, how much time are you spending in a negative space emotionally, how much time are you spending negatively in relationships that are sort of detrimental to you. So those are things that sort of start to kind of inform your mental wellness before you start getting into mental illness. And then, um, you know, at the end of the day, though, when that swings into something more def- um uh, difficult or d- disorder um, defining, you start having much more pronounced. Deficits or dysfunctions in your day-to-day life that you can't really seem to shake. Mm. You can't really seem to get away from, despite all your good efforts or these good patterns you've set up, that things just start to seem going awry and you can't really seem to pull out of it on your own. Those are indications that you might be swinging into something that might be more than just a bit bad funk. It may be an illness. And I'd love to say, if I could, something about what I see as illness, like how I understand illness mentally, mm. um, you know, I think um, for a long time, certainly when I was in medical school and uh, growing up, mental illness was a will thing, right? You just wasn't doing right. You were lazy right. or, you know, something. Right. You're know, not wasn't, trying hard enough to trying, be healthy. Yeah, you're not trying hard enough. To, and um, what I understand now, um, and partly the reason why I went into this field in the first place was to dispel the notion that there's anything wrong with you when you have a mental illness. Mm-hmm. It's like just like diabetes, like it's when you when your pancreas starts not responding to the insulin needs. It's an illness. It's just like your brain starts to having these pathways that start going awry mm-hmm. and the emotions that should be going necessarily evenly and smoothly don't go the way they should. And mm-hmm. you start having these emotional and, and these symptoms that show up as mental illness. But it's just like it's a medical cause, a medical um, entity, just like everything else. Right. And there's a pathway. There's like biological medical pathways that we can point to to, 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 to um, explain what's happening.
0: So what would you say for the low poverty kids? Like is there like a slogan or something that you would give to the, you know, the low poverty kids to keep on going forward?
6: You know, the thing I live by is kids do well if they can. That if you're not doing well it's because of some good reason. Mm-hmm. You're not trying you're not trying to live in a place where your life is um, difficult and upside down because you want to. It's fun, You're doing it that way because that's what's working, and you need to work it. Mm. And so, if you can get, if you can get to a space where you understand what you're doing is for, serving a function, like you're doing well because you, that's what you can do. The places where you can't do well, you focus. Then you can focus on those and make turn around, turn those around. But we'll do well if we can. If we can, we're going to do well. If we're not doing well, there's a reason for it. It's not because you're just bad. Mm. So. Digging into
2: those reasons a little bit more, because I think kind of flipping that that conversation, you know, around away yeah. f- away from the will thing. Yeah. How do so? H- how do we um, move on those reasons as like a broader society or as a culture? You know, like what kind of th- aspects do you think we're neglecting that are kind of contributing to yeah. these to, the, to, yeah. to what's going on? Yeah.
6: You know what's so funny nowadays? There's this um, new thing about sort of all the social things that are happening in our world that affect us, um, I think they actually are just products of what was already the ills in our society. Like, so the ills in our society around how we treat people poor poverty, mm-hmm. the ills in our society about how we treat people of color, the mm-hmm. ills in our society about how we treat women or transgender or, or gender-fluid individuals, the ills in our society about how we relate to one another bec- become the manifestations of all the things we see, the, the poverty, the, the DV, the alcohol abuse, the substance use, all that, the, sometimes even the depression and the suicides um, come as a result of the ills in our society. Now, that isn't always the case, but I think that oftentimes we overlook those as triggers and as causes to what's happening and causing us to actually be overcome with illness or, or mental, challenge, mm-hmm. mental health challenges. Mm. Would you say,
4: what is your challenges that you face in your, in your respective field?
6: In my field? Um, um, I, well, so uh, one of the biggest challenges is not taking my work home with me.
3: Mm. Um, Ah.
6: You know, because you, you come across some really intense stories. You get, you get um, connected to people in ways that just pull at your heartstrings and it's hard not to to leave that at the at the office or to close the door and it be done with. Um, there are some cases, there are some instances that I've had in my clinical practice that I still on a daily basis still think about because um, those relationships are really strong. So that's a really big challenge. The other big challenge is just that um, trying to, as a, as a medicine, a medical f- um, field being what, is representing what's needed. So, for instance, I think that there are lots of ways in which the field of psychiatry has always served white America, mm-hmm. but there have been ways in which the populations of color our communities of color haven't had access to being in front of the researchers or the people building the theories to develop what is actually appropriate and useful for those of us of color Ooh. and so sometimes that's a challenge in the field um as well and we can never keep up with the demand because there aren't as as enough providers of color um, to actually meet the needs for the people of color and so we have to then educate those of us who aren't those of us in the field who aren't of color and even trying to keep up with educating appropriately um, about what's relevant what's not relevant what's important how to be sensitive how to be sort of how to know how to do the work without trying to to act as if you know the person. Mm. Um, is really challenging as well, um, and then I think that just going up against what are the notions of stigma around mental illness, right? The idea that it's a secret, you got to hide it, um, you got to kind of keep it on the on the DL. It's not something that we talk about. It's not something that we have to we we just, we broadcast as much as it's coming out more these days. It still is a bit of a challenge. Um. Um, and then the one, the last one I'll say um, is that as a psychiatrist, I'm the med doctor, right? And people don't want to come see me. They don't want to take a medication. They're like, what? I don't want that. Um, and I, I've worked really hard to sort of overcome that in the practice, but I can only overcome it when someone's in the room with me. Right. I, I don't have much, but this is great because then you guys get the word out that maybe there's a possible option to help me get over this hump that... Um, might not be so as bad as I think it is, but it is a challenge getting the word out to people that this is an option and don't be afraid of it.
2: Yeah,
4: right, right. That's a big statement,
2: man. Well, I'm, I'm so glad you you dug in there um, on on a couple of things that we we wanted to get yeah. to in particular, like around the barriers that you you identify as a practitioner of color serving people of yeah. color and and sort of the 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 I think the what you brought up about how. The larger fields um, that you're working in kind of has a, a, a an ignorance and a lack of a blind spot, you know what I mean, yeah. um, that, that hasn't really been addressed. And I was wondering, why do you think that it like do you think that it's do you think that there's enough people coming into your fields um, from the community? And do you feel like. What are the barriers that are preventing that? Like, why don't we have right. more therapists who right. look like you? And right. You know what I mean? And and they are not so you're not completely well, overwhelmed. So here's by the, the thing: like, psychiatrists, right? we're they're, not
6: the highest paying profession, right? Mm. And you got most of us who are getting into the p- um, place of getting out of high school, getting into college, maybe we're the first ones in our family to get into a sec- secondary education. We don't want to then go back to poverty. So we want to take jobs that potentially pay a little bit better, right? Mm-hmm. So therapy doesn't necessarily always pay that well. And so it's hard to um, seduce people into that field. And then and then as a provider, you know, I get it. I get it as a psychiatrist. I get it with my colleagues from medical school. Like, why psychiatry? Like, that's not a real medicine. Mm-hmm. You know, so you get people all you got this sort of um these um Biases, even against the field itself that can discourage people from going into it, okay. but then I also think that um one of the things that sort of hinders people from being in the field is just that there's more of a need than there is ever going to be ability to kind of meet that need like there's lot we all have challenges, like mm-hmm. we are all going to struggle there's always going to be something that we will need some support around um and, but um I think the the fact that there aren't many people who look like. The people who are people of color to invite other people of color in. So the numbers are low. You can't really go out and recruit because there's so few numbers that they're always potentially going to be this catch-up, trying to get more people into the field in a, in, to meet the need of the people in the field, I mean, the people in the community.
0: Well, one thing I wanted, I'm, I'm very yeah. interested in is, like, if you actually had the funding and you actually had the backing, um, what would you necessarily do as far as, like, in the overall plan, what would be a, a game plan for you?
6: Mm, that's a great uh, that's a great question. I think, um, well, so you heard me sort of start off like this, and this is pretty much a personal um, a personal preference. Mm-hmm. I really feel like we men, mental mental when you get to see a psychiatrist and a psychotherapist. Although that those are wonderful things, and I would never say that we use less of them you probably already passed the point where the best interventions could have been played. God. Like, I think we ought to be doing stuff way ahead of then. Mm-hmm. Like, we ought to be, and we do it. I work in schools, um, and, and so we do have those people available to kids at younger ages to kind of expose them to the idea of mental wellness and mental mental health. But I feel like this idea of shifting the notion, the narrative about what health and mental health mean, really means, because I think the idea now is that mental health means mental illness. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really mean mental illness, but that's how we how you equate the two. Mm-hmm. So if we could get to the place where we change that and if I had the money and to build a system that would allow me to do that, I would do that. I would also sort of go around um, and build family centers. Like I would build family centers where those of our family members who are broken um, just by the nature of life and the life challenges um, have a place to live with their kids, to, to be guided by people who can help them with healthy sort of um, um, strategies without having to separate the family, without having to tear it apart. Mm. Because I think the minute you start tearing the family apart, you start tearing down the the strongest structure that the family, the patient, patient, the person might have. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to my clinic patients. <laughs> <laughs> the, the person might have to actually help with their mental wellness. Mm. So um, I I would, if I had to personally do it, I would be actually doing something about the family piece, and then finally more research. I would be, and research sounds like like a fancy word and something sort of sort of like more academic, but I really think just th- looking at who we are as people of color and understanding what works for us mm-hmm. and, not, and not, and then building then a bigger um, platform and a bigger library of what we do so that we no longer have to defer to what white America says works for them and then try to make it fit for us. Mm-hmm.
2: Man, <laughs> I'm so glad you asked that because that was kind of where I was going, like, all right, so how do we flip it? How do we how do we answer that question? So yeah. Thank you so much for yeah. for that. Um, now, we also you talked a little bit about you work in school. So um, the, let's get into why why in particular pediatric psychiatry and mm-hmm. why why are you mm-hmm. I mean, where and also just just for the listeners. Um, we're, we're at Zoomix. Mix. This is a youth radio show. After, after we have our show, there's going to be some young people who are going to be running radio programs of their own. Um, so, you know, we're, we're in a space that is for young people. Um, so, you know, speaking to that, why, why do you, why are you passionate about working with young folks?
6: Um, so I think I just have a gift for that. Um, that, that, that well, that's, that's really sort of sounds big headed and kind of conceited, but I think the, to be honest, though, I don't think that you should do work that you don't have a gift for, yeah. um, because we comes, need somebody who cares. Cause right, there's right, right? It's enough people doing right, further right. damage to these kids. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It comes natural, right. and so, and I, I love it. I, um, but the other piece of it that goes into why I chose to do pediatric work is that I feel like by the time you get to adulthood, and that's kind of my theory about mental wellness, by the time you get to adulthood, a lot of the stuff that's already been set and has um, affected the growth, development, health of a child is already set. It's already done. The, the growth of a life, the, the productivity, the quality of quality of outcomes is already set. But if you can get them early, if you can start a little bit younger, if you can kind of start to instill in them a sense of good self perspective, a sense of the world and their power in that world, the sense of um, ability to overcome obstacles, even if they're Mental and um, health challenge obstacles. By the time they get to adulthood, they'll be much more competent and and able to sort of persevere through mm. anything that comes them comes their way. And I think our world would be better for it.
4: Mm. Have you seen stories like this happen?
6: Oh, in my practice, yes. definitely, and in the world, yeah. You know, um, let me see if I can give you a, an example of of one. I had a young man who I started seeing when he was eight. Um, and he came to me with a lot, with a history of, with a family history of sort of some disruption. They had poverty, they had DV, they had a trauma in their family, um, story. Um, I, just, just DV, domestic violence? Domestic violence, yeah, cool. sorry. Hey, I work at a <laughs> hospital too. I know acronym <laughs> <Right>. suit. <laughs> um, and, and, uh, so he came in and he was just rattling, like he was bouncing off the walls because everything to him was a trigger. Everything to him was a threat. So he was just always on this, unsettled. Um, And so we did, we, he did his therapy, he did his um, medical management and everything. And then um, by the time he got to be 18, he decided to move out of his mom's house. He moved away from Boston. But then recently, like uh, three, six months ago, I saw him, Back he was visiting the city, and maybe or maybe he 's moved back he 's twenty four now and he 's just thriving like mm. he's he's got like a good sense of self he's like this he 's a side, and the other thing that was surprising to me is that he said, you know um i I tried everything I tried drugs, I tried selling, I tried doing I tried path you know everything he mm. said, but I realized that, and I was in jail and all this other stuff he talked about after he got out of his mom 's house he said, but I realized that the if I were able to just help myself settle down, I could do almost anything. And he said, so I, he, he said, I really would like to talk to you again about going back on those medicines that helped me kind of settle myself down. And he said, because when I do, I'm, 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 I'm like my best self. Mm-hmm. He said, it's not in taking anything thing away from me. So yeah, I've seen those examples of the people who come in and they, if you get them early, even if, if they seem to go awry, they come back mm-hmm. and they get, it clicks. They understand what it means to be, to feel like they're, they whole, to feel like their fullest and best self. Yeah. I, I have to say that's,
2: that's amazing. That, that's,
6: yeah, you you. It's it's even better to see when you're the person that that they come to and say, "Hey, look look what look how I'm doing." It like is. that's fantastic.
2: It made me think of um, when I was a child. I went to uh, I went to therapy a couple times. Um, one time when I was like getting bullied at school and um, kind of like kind of yeah. figuring that stuff out. Yeah. And um, one time when I was. Uh, more recently, when I was dealing with some substance use stuff, Um and so both times that I went and did that, I felt like it was really helpful to Yeah find a space, and and I really felt grateful that I had experienced that at a young age, where I had found safety there, because really, when I when it when I was a kid, you know, and and um, that was really just we hung out and played Legos, you know what I right, mean, and, and, Right. But you didn't realize how. Beneficial, mm-hmm. the creation of a safe environment yeah, for a kid is. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So I think, and 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 then opening that up to like, okay, you can talk to people and and you can trust somebody who you don't know and, and get close and just play Legos and then <laughs> and then then when you're older, you can trust people right. more easily and so. you
6: know what safety feels like now. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to wait until you're an adult to kind of figure it, figure that thing out because you got enough up against you when you're adult anyway. It's better to know how to what it feels like to, when you find the right space. Mm that you can pursue that when you get to be an adult rather than trying to figure out what that really is
2: well and so you said you said you still also do work with adults because i feel like one of the things that i'm kind of want to make sure we're not given the sense of is or really addressing is like what about the people who feel like dang i didn't have that when i was young or i you know i like man if, if yes. it's all set already i'm <laughs> i'm 30 and I'm, I'm a wreck you know what i mean like how do i how do i fix myself like, yeah um like you know how, how how would you speak to somebody who was really kind of going through a, a point of crisis like what do you think as is an the, old, as an adult as an adult yeah. like what's the first thing we do yeah. to kind of recenter ourselves
6: well I think that the first thing that you recognize I think you know this this there's this, this 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 saying about um uh awareness being the first step to recovery like being being aware that there's something wrong I think the first when you come to the point where you recognize that there is something, you're struggling in a way that you don't want to be or that is getting in the way for you, um, I think that's the first place where you start to begin to move into a better spot. And I, you can do that as a child. You can do that as a teenager. You can do that as an adult. I think it's just getting to the place where you are starting to become aware that you're um, the, the the way in which your life is functioning for you is not working for working for you. And so that's why there are people in our field who do adult psychiatry. There are people in our field who do adult um, therapy um, because they devote themselves to saying that this is not your you, now you didn't pass any any um, point of no return. There's still hope and there's still a the possibility of being us being able to be effective and In making your life better the way you want it to. So I just happen to like kids and I just happen to like to start there. And that's, and when I think about my work of kids, that's how I think about it. But sure, sure enough there, we, we, we wouldn't have pediatric psychiatry if we hadn't had successes in adult psychiatry. So there is way, there's way more evidence that we can get people back on track in their lives. And it, And it works. I've seen it. I've seen it in adult life work. It's just that um, I'm a PD doc. Mm -hmm. I like kids. In (laughs) your bio,
4: it says um, you work with women with depression. mm -hmm. And is that a part of road? Correct.
6: Yeah. Yes, it was. So can I tell you the story about road? (laughs) Please. Yes, please. Oh, <laughs> you see I like, like to talk we like stories <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's well I like to talk about the stuff that I think is important to me so yeah I did uh, work with road road is no longer in existence okay. but um, so it was as a result of a t- census in 2000 that said that there was a high level of unemployment in the city of Cambridge mm. and when they went and there was a person who was working with the public health department at the time who said, I want to understand what that's about. Mm. So she dug deep and she's like, OK, so who are these people who are unemployed and why are they unemployed? And when she went into it, she really found that there were a lot of women that were unemployed. So she made up these little groups where she sort of brought them in and asked them, OK, so tell me a little bit about what's happening in your life that makes you unemployed. And most of them would say it's because of my depression. Mm. And so when Road got started, it was really as a, as a product of that that those census results wow. but the truth was that they were calling everything depression like and i think that that's the truth like mm. they were calling um unemployment depression they were calling um their um conflict with their 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 significant other depression they were calling childcare problems depression any and everything that sort of seemed to be an obstacle to them being able to get ahead was they were calling depression, mm-hmm. but then there and so we developed this um, this uh, li- this little program to help them in all those particular areas, those specific areas that they were saying these are challenges, and then I came in. And helped when they were really dealing with what was legit depression Mm. and and really gave them got directed them in the right places to continue to do the good work of kind of getting back on track Mm. so it was um it was an exciting project i think it lasted about 10 years Mm. um and um it it, there were lots of women and even some of the kids of those women who were in the program came back later and said that really made a huge difference for me they saw their mom getting help they were and they were they were inclined to know what help looks like and they were inclined to, to know what how to really um, look at the things that stand in your way that have nothing to do with you as a person or you as some value or your worth.
2: That's so the part of that that really stood out to me was they called everything depression. I feel like yeah. that kind of goes back to this awareness of like why wow, we have you on today because I feel like we don't have the vocabulary to talk about yeah. this stuff because we don't necessarily know. You know, and and then on the flip side, what you said, too, is that how everything was depressing and you thought that was real, like because everything does contribute to how we, you know, how how we feel about ourselves and our lives and our ability to move in, move in. Right.
6: You know, people don't come to me because they got depression. Well, they have depressed moods. They come to me because that depressed mood is affecting the way they function. Like at the end of the day. I, I'm, I could be out of a job if everybody was able to go to work and, and still have sad moods. It's because they can't go to work. They right. can't do the things they normally should be able to do without without effort yeah. that, that they come and look for help from somebody in the field of psychiatry. So
0: what do you, like as a friend of, you know, friends of thousands of friends with mental health issues? Yeah. Um, what do what as a friend, how do I support them? Like these people are waking up every di- every day with different feelings and, you know, I'm very close to a lot of my friends and I wanna know what how do I support them through this and um, you know, get them woke about the whole situation of mental yeah. health and where yeah. lost that
6: well I think the first thing you wanna say is that you're there, right? Like that 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 you don't feel you're not afraid of the mental illness. Because I think what ends up happening is people hear that you are dealing with depression or you're dealing with substance abuse, you're dealing with bipolar and they're like, Oh OK, I'm out mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's that like that's a little bit much for me. But really, the truth is they they are still the same person. It's just that now they have this this thing that's kind of become their new is challenge and they need somebody by their side during that challenge. Even if you just stand there and say, I'm here even if you just say okay tell me tell me what I can do if there's anything I can do and then beyond that though if they are not getting up out of bed or if they're not um, eating or if they're not taking good care of their hygiene I might say you know what I think we need to go see somebody I think we need to go talk to somebody about this because it's starting to affect your physical health not just your mental health
3: Mm -hmm.
6: and that's the other thing that I think it's important to talk, to talk to when we talk about framing depression. Depression is a mood. Depression is just a, one singular entity. The syndrome of depression, though, like that diagnosis, because it comes because there's a whole bunch of other things that start happening with that sad mood. So your, your eating changes, your sleep changes, your energy changes, your concentration changes. Mm-hmm. So when you start seeing that with your friends, then I think it's time to say, okay, I think this this moment of mood changed into something bigger like a syndrome mm. and a, and we need to do it's something about it anymore. it's not a moment anymore mm-hmm. being able to recognize it right being able (laughs) to know what it looks like and being able to sort of step into that and say hey let me let me this is what i'm seeing you Mm -hmm. let me know if it looks like it's right for you but like if i'm am i right on this but this is what i'm kind of seeing right now um am i right because it looks like that's going down a path that might be because your biology starting to change and we might need to do something about that
0: right and as and as the friend you know a lot of people i hear a lot of people complain or, or you know say you know my energy is being taken away from me or yeah. you know, I'm extending myself too much yeah. you know, what do the, they do as a friend do they you know do you step back yourself or do you keep on extending yourself or what does it with this wall this connection you know
6: yeah you know I yeah, feel geez. like Huh?
2: Like boundaries. Yeah, where's the boundary? Right. When you're with with helping
6: people. Right. No, I I definitely feel like there's, there's, we have a field of psychiatry for a reason. Mm. Right. Talking to somebody and trying to like go get them, give them your, your, your um, essence of life or your spirit or your energy is not enough to get them there, to get them back to where they need to be. Mm. So. I think there's a place where if you feel like it's really not getting any better, then there's always ways that you can kind of get somebody to come in and to kind of step in who's clinical or who's professional, who can help out too. Mm. Um, but when you start feeling like it's starting to drain you or they're, that you're getting worried and scared for them, then I might say, okay, you know what? At this point I'm a back out, but I'm i I'm gonna make sure that somebody else comes in who can actually make a difference, mm. who can change, who can start to help making something happen a little bit more.
2: That's, that wow. kind of leads perfectly into my question, which is, um, like, what are some of the, the resources and um, just resources and also things that people might not know that not know that they have access to or how to access them mm. if they don't, you know, like, do you call your doctor? Do you get a referral if you don't have a doctor? What do you do if you don't have insurance? Those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. What, you know, what are the things people might not know about how to get access to care? What are some resources that are out here? Yeah. And then. Without all of that, what are just some general strategies before that? You know what I mean, or right. sort of, sort of above all of that, that people can use. You know what I mean, right, um, right, right? People can use for themselves, or that you can, we can send our friends yeah. to, or you know yeah. what I mean, go to ourselves. So
6: I think um, one of the things that I I talk a lot about, um, I have this nonprofit called Race Recovery. And it really talks about the internalized effects, like sort of the internalization of racism and how that starts to impact us and derail us from our best self. And one of the, the strategies that we use is community involvement. Like we get together, like we come together and we talk about what's happening in our lives, not in a way that's sort of more mental health oriented, but it's just being real, just sort of putting it out there and make it normalizing that life is challenging. Mm-hmm. So I think that, that in, in some respects, you can use um, forums like that. You can use churches. You can use um, um, sister groups. You can use journaling. You can use art. You can use dance. Um, I think that um, there are lots of people who actually just just need to have like go to the ocean or they go to the Revere Beach or or to, um, and but then to to kind of get to get to center themselves or clear their minds. Some people run. Um, some people work out. So. There are ways in which I think all of us, regardless of whether or not you have a mental health diagnosis, all of us have to start putting more practice more activities of practice of self care mm. into our daily lives um, and then if if they if that gets to the place where it 's not really making a difference, I think you can reach out there are you definitely can reach out to your primary care doctor nowadays there's this movement of um where the federal government has determined that primary care doctors should be the major person who does manages the medical stuff and so when they when you want to see somebody the primary care doctor should be able to point you just to, to the to someone to help you with anything whether it's OBGYN stuff or it's um you know orthopedic stuff but even if it's mental health stuff they should be able to point you in the direction of that but then there are also places like um the employee, every most employees should have like an employee assistance program where you can go and, and tell talk to somebody anonymously, confidentially, not anonymously, mm-hmm. but confidentially mm-hmm. about what's going on for you, and they can help point you in the direction of of what to do, what you might be what might be helpful for you. But then there are also sites like um, the S- uh, Samaritans have a suicide hotline. Um, there is also uh, a hotline that also just talks about um, mental wellness for if you need to talk about. mental mental health and i can't think of the name of it right now so you have to forgive me it's um, fine we
2: can we can put it up when we put up okay. that sh- the show Okay, no worries um
6: and then and then you know finally just just you know if you see somebody who you feel close to and confident and who feel who you feel comfortable with i would be like you know if you're looking for somebody they they i would just go up and say hey you know you know anybody like you know you is it do you have any ideas of how i might be able to to connect with somebody who's good to talk to i just need to talk to somebody or you know i I need to kind of figure out what's going on with this thing that's happening with me because it doesn't seem to be moving or shaking uh or changing
2: and especially for um People of color are seeking out a a practitioner uh, who, you know, shares their background. Um, Is there like a, is there like a directory? Y'all got a database? Y'all got a group or something? So
6: actually, funny you mentioned that, just in the last week. In Boston, a new site um, was um, uploaded. It's called InnoPsych, I-N-N-O-S, I-N-N-O-Psych, P-S-Y-C-H. Um, And it is a hub for um, finding therapists, providers of color, of all nationalities, uh, Asian, Latina, um, um, Black, Caribbean. Anybody you might need to kind of connect to or might want to connect to, you can connect through that website.
4: I got a question for you. Um, when it comes to medication, have you ever faced uh an um a situation where someone doesn't want to take their medication?
6: Yes. Oh, sorry. Was that too fast? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Not <enough>. at <laughs> all. Because for me,
4: like I, I I take medication for my schizophrenia and um sometimes when I'm taking these medications, when I'm having them in my hand, yeah. I feel like I relinquish some sense of power.
6: Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely run into that and I think that that is a real challenge. Um and and I think that the the most important thing to do is really be honest about that being a reality for people who are on medications and who have mental health diagnoses and need to take medications. I think the, the, the truth though at the end, at the end of the day is that we are just playing catch up, right? Your brain and your body has already done some un, unpacking, as it were, before mm. we ever got there. We are just trying to help you, say, like, put it back together as best we can in a way that helps you continue to go forward. Um, but yeah, and I think that it's important. For all those practitioners out there, it's important to really recognize that people should have the right to be in control in some respects, right? If you don't want to take a medication, I think that while I do think that it's important to take a medication, you need to be on, let them have a conversation about, well, Tell me why Mm -hmm. and talk to me about what makes that a difficult decision for you Mm -hmm. and um, what is your fear about that? So to look into it as opposed to really just trying to take control over and start Mm -hmm. prescribing just in um, despite their best effort, because I think the best thing that we can do as providers and people who work in this field, is partner. I don't think that I'm a I'm I'm not going to CEO your life, right? I can't come in and try to boss your life, but I can try to partner with you and get where you want to be um, in the safest and the healthiest way possible. And if that means that we partner around taking some medication or finding the ones that you think will work for you, even if you have to feel like you do give up a bit of control, at least you'll feel like I'm in control of my life, though.
2: Yeah, All right. Wow. Thank you for that, Ooh, man. Right, we're getting, now we're getting into the real. Class. I wish like I, I wish we had uh, we had properly promoted this show a little bit more because we could have had some callers call in. But yeah. maybe yeah, no. maybe we'll have you come back <laughs> yeah, at some point. If, I'd be if, happy want to do that. I'd be, be
6: happy kinda, to. This is great, guys. That
2: may be kind of fun. Well, um, we have a we have a song we want to play. Um, I think we might do that. Give everybody a little quick quick break, and then when we're gonna come back, we have one or two more things to ask you about before, okay. we, before we let the people go. So. Uh, Let's get into this tune real quick.
1: I keep my emotions rocking like through pleasure. Thinking life is nice and sweet. I know better. Watch a lot of just to chase the shadow. Most people looking at me like, why you gotta be so calm? you gotta be so calm? Why you gotta. Be so why you gotta be so cold boy you gotta why you gotta be so cold Why you gotta be so Why you gotta be so since close? a young age I was diagnosed as cynical some moments that were pivotal I analyzed the visual don't cold like mineral Stuck in the middle like interlude Militant minded and general So every breakdown critical Questioning events like interview X-ray vision seeing through all evil Doers and naysayers and roll out like bike interlude It's grace, that's so I got this little on my face Since a youngin' I feel crazy out of place Like I'm from of space Cause I ain't tryna die while I'm awake Homebody, so I wasn't in the running for the base I was straight, No so whoopie It's a brother, bread and butter After every short procedure my mind was out the gutter Life Equivalent to rolling up the dice But each day I watch fade away like Mike Right, he, why he, why he survive? Survive? like Don't just rock Thinking life is nice and sweet I know better Watch a line Just to chase shadows. be people Looking at me like, Why you gotta be so cold Why you gotta be so cold Why you gotta why you gotta be so cold, boy? Why, Why you gotta be so cold? Why you gotta be so? Why you gotta be so cold? Cool breeze, just another breath of fresh air. Exhale, knock the check off the night airs. A cold citizen sending for the dividends like Chicago nights I breeze like frigid wind. So cold, like the cubes in the cup of a drink. That when you lift it up, you boost bump and freeze up. The hair on your arms stand up like no seats on the bus. And it's crowded. Oh, it's with my mind intertwined like a cornrow on a dime I could turn the stage to the North Pole The flow shovels snow on the front row When I happen to use the sample as my ski slope Cold-blooded like brick, demanding the seats It's skin it, but I'm frigid as the darkness any freeze was embedded in my soul, I can the that oh, I got so cold, huh? I huh? keep my emotions i with no pleasure treasure Thinking life is nice and sweet, I know better watch lines and just to change most be looking at me like Why you gotta be so cold? You gotta be so cold, why you gotta, be so cold? Why you gotta- why you gotta be
3: so close? Why you, gotta, why you gotta be so close? Why you gotta be so Why you gotta be so close? So I guess it's the opportunity I'm taking I gotta sound like y'all in order just to make it my pressure points escalating to the climax I tell them get out of dodge like I'm ready to hijack I'm sorry, but if I was to ride Having the same delay, Mr. Potato had arranged my face <sighs> Imagine me in some dollar shades Rocking stripe fans, not getting paid But fronting like I'm selling flake Get in the booth and say anything on the track Like shouting out to the hood and they only shooting me back Like showing love to the hood and my get so not moving the what's air While I be chasing the cheese together, think I'm a rat Insisted on pretending like this rap game ain't ending and, and, and starting to penetrate Inside my mind's clearing tension So you can go and throw up your
1: block You got bulimia, I'm cool I got a bad case of anemia I like can how you want Like your treasure Thinking life is nice and sweet I know better Watch life, man just the chase Shadow most people looking at me like Why you gotta be so cold? Why you gotta be so cold? Why you gotta Why you gotta be so cold? Why you gotta Why you gotta be so cold? Why you gotta, why you
3: gotta be so
2: And we're back, y'all, on Bang Radio. This is Jake in the building. We got Lou bangers over in the corner. We got Slim. Slim. And we got our special guest, Doctor Xenia Johnson. Thank you once again for yeah, being on hey, air guys. with us.
6: I go by Doctor J.
2: Doctor J. All right. Doctor J, um I remember when I was reading. Uh, your your bio you there's a thing about a nova documentary you want oh. you want to talk a little bit about that or, or is that maybe outdated <laughs> <laughs>
6: Oh, wow. You really did some research. (laughs) I feel like I'm on the Howard Stern show. (laughs) Hopefully not. I don't know. (laughs) I I hear he's the best interviewer out there, so he does his homework. Um, Yeah, so in 2006, I was chosen to be a part of a NOVA documentary. And um, the whole point of the documentary was to take first-time marathoners or uh, non-runners and turn him in, into marathoners. Um, and uh, i had always loved, well, I loved the idea of running. I'd never run. Um, so I was selected along with 17 other people or 16 other people to run, uh, to train and run the marathon. Um, I didn't do, my time was terrible. Um, but what they did in the course of the training is they monitored our heart rate. They monitored our oxygen delivery. They monitored our blood pressure and our, um, uh, physical symptoms and uh, looked at how that changed after the marathon was completed mm. um, and it was amazing it was actually it was um, really uh, eye opening to see how something like something and it, it's not really simple okay a marathon is not that simple but um, something like regular exercise regular engagement can actually start to change your physical health mm. in ways that you, you popping a pill might be the only ultimate thought you had about how to contain it um, I, The other thing that I got out of that uh Nova experience and you might have a question that you mm-hmm. already prepped um that um I realized that the more I plan my time the better the better I am at the time I have. Hmm. So I really, I, I sort of up until that point just thought that you know I got free time I'll just do what I want to do and and I still do that to this day. But I realized that I had to sort of plan time for my runs. Like you you work yourself up to twenty point twenty six point two miles. Um, you don't just start off. Trying to do twenty six point two <laughs> over and over and over again until you get it right. You go from one mile to two to three, and so and so the time that you have to lot to run gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So you have to find time to do that. And when I realized that I had to start. Um, Marking out my day and marking out my time, I realized that everything else in my day had to be like planned too. Mm. like I had Mm. to make sure that I was efficient in all ways, not just in that time that I was running. Mm. And that and that made a huge difference because then I felt like everything that was more priority to me found its way in my day and stuff that didn't need to be in my day was out. Mm. And it was really it was really that was a moment of mental wellness that i actually had to un- uncover and discover too that wow. being 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 in charge of my time was very important see i'm actually glad i asked about it now.
2: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we got to oh, got to share a little personal experience of, of of wellness oh man well so our time is drawing a little bit short we got maybe seven minutes or so left in the hour um lou you got any anything left you want to touch on or slam anybody?
0: I just want to just just thank Dr. J just for coming through and just, you know, it's been a pleasure just getting all this knowledge and yeah. being knowledgeable. I mean, it's a it's, it's great feeling. I'm it's feeling great good hanging out
6: it, with so. you guys. This is really good. Thank my, you. My, um, um,
4: my question, though, before we go is, uh, what's the best part working with patients?
6: Um, The best part working with patients is seeing them realize how unstoppable they can be. Mm. That there's nothing that can stop them if they are in their at their in the best places for themselves. Um, I've had kids come to me I had adults come to me who couldn't, you know, weren't working or who weren't going to school or who'd given up. And um, the best part about seeing them walk in my door was seeing them walk out different mm. and seeing them, seeing them not even just different because it was something I did, but but different because they got a new mindset. Like they changed. They 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 looked at themselves differently out um, after the course of the treatment and felt like they had something um, valuable to take care of their life, their interests, their desires, their passions. That that's the best thing to me. Mm-hmm. That's the best thing to me. Mm. Yeah, yeah.
2: I feel like you kind of almost answered it, but um, what we 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 kind of always ask this. Um, what's something you would tell? For young people, um, either and maybe young people who might be interested in doing what you do or maybe just Mm. for young people in general, Mm -hmm. what's a piece of advice you have, um, you know, for the for the youth of Zoomix? Zoomix Nation.
6: Yeah, hey Zoomix Nation. Um I think the thing I would recommend or the the advice I would give is just follow your heart. I you know, um one of the things I said earlier about why I do pediatric work is because I just love it and I'm I'm good at it. And I think I'm good at it because I'm I just I'm You love it. I'm I love it. Yeah. I love it, right? And so I think the a lot of times in this world there's the there's there's the chasing the dollar thing, mm-hmm. and you know it's all, only good if it brings you cash money, and it is obviously right. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. that's true. But if you put money as your goal, you'll never be able to sustain a happy, healthy, whole ex- life. So if going into this field, if this is what you want to do, do it. Uh, it's 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 um uh. It definitely takes some d- commitment. It t- it's long suffering. You you know I went to medical school. Well, I was in school from, for 14 years past high school. Um, so it's long. Um, but it's also good because if it's what you want to do that you never spend a day of your life working, everything is a joy. Mm-hmm. So, um, connect with somebody you think you, you connect with me, connect with any, anybody who's in the field and you want to get more information about it. Follow them, hook up with them. Um, hang out with somebody who actually for you looks like they are living a good life even a, above an obstacle. Like I, I, I surround myself with people who I think overcome challenges because mm-hmm. that fierceness that somebody has to have to be able to push through is something you want in your camp. You mm-hmm. want somebody to show you how, to, how it gets how to get it done even at the toughest times. Mm-hmm. So don't give up, keep going for it, and um, we'll see you out there. Wow. Bang. Bang.
2: Bang. Right. That's <laughs> it. We good. Thank you so much, Dr. Yeah. Johnson. Thank you. Dr. J. Thank you, Dr. J. Thank you, yeah. you Dr. J. Black. Great way to start the year. Oh, actually, yeah, that's the last one. The last, last one. For all these people who are like, new year, new me. How do we how do we how do we really activate that? What's the what's the one small how do we actually stay true to that?
0: What's the consistency at?
6: Where's the consistency? Yeah, ahead? like what's the trick to to
2: to stick it true to to making a change?
6: I think you do one thing. I think you do one thing. You change one thing, and you try that one thing, and move and hold to that one thing. And if you can hold to that one thing, even if it's small, I think we just we try to make our goals way too big, mm. and we we out we oh, we over we make it harder than it has to be. If you make a small, like I remember when I ran, sorry, and then we don't have time, but when I ran the marathon, um, it was one mile. That's all I had to do. Mm -hmm. One, one mile. And I remember at two, it was too hard. I was like, I can't do no more. But, I did I just I looked at the leaf on the ground and I ran to the next crack in the road, and I ran to the next break in the sidewalk. Like that was what kept me going. One small thing. keep that going. Break it down. If it's too big, make it palatable. make it make it something you can digest and hold on to. Don't think too big because the big thing started small.
2: Nice. That's a bang, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> check, check
3: Check, check. Yeah, yeah Tell them if the check ain't fat as me, I really can. But if it is, then you know I'm hitting that Millie Rock. I hit the bank, the 401k, and I lift my block. Rock. Really, did you asking? Culture vultures get taxed. I'm black as of Uncle Sam's. Black as the bag of hands. Black as the magic sand. Coming back from my pie and laughing, and No borders in pious, man. Back up, I'm about to She go, hold that nabbit, she gon' blow and in they mad Cause when she go, then she gon' grab it, hit the stove Won't she have it down, no, full of magic
4: you have it y'all for another episode here on bang radio each friday catch
2: us 11 to 12 on 94.9 fm zoomix radio streaming live on zoomix.org find previous episodes at soundcloud bang radio 100 hey
0: everybody have a delightful day and keep it real with the real and there you have it y'all bang bang and we got it.